Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti. Matt Royce at the uh, control panel, faithfully watching the total execution of the program, timing, calls, guests. Big news last night, which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, not going to get the kind of coverage it deserves, but it's okay because it's still good. Um. I went on some of the uh, websites, the mainstream websites, and not even not even in the top ten of of stories. And this might be one of the biggest stories of the year of what happened yesterday. Uh, apart from the the um, painful to watch two hour Joe Biden press conference, as it is, it's nine eleven. Let's take a moment, focus our thoughts, shall we? Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for another day of life, albeit a cold, snowy one. Uh, Thank you, God, for your goodness. Thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for blessing us and blessing our families and our friends and giving us good jobs and homes and cars and food and uh, just taking care of us so so well. Thank you, God. Thank you for uh, this country. Thank you for the freedom we still have to be able to voice our thoughts and share our opinions without fear of arrest or uh, or persecution. We thank you for all of our first responders today. We pray you protect them and keep them safe. Uh, police, fire, EMTs, road crews. Road crews are out working today. Keep them safe as well. Thank you for uh, all the folks that are being healed. Coming back from illness, we pray continued for uh, continually for those that are still sick, those that are grieving the loss of loved ones. Help us today. Keep the show on the right course. Give us the right things to say. Guide our thoughts and conversations. And uh, we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I get an amen out there? Um, the biggest story, again, in my, in my um, layperson opinion, is the fact that, and, and it was kind of, it was kind of poetic um, as Joe Biden was giving. Did you watch the press conference last, yesterday? Did you see any of the of the, of the tape of it or anything? Um, 
it's just hard. It's just hard. You, know, you got to feel. I I don't know. I think you got to feel bad um, that that Joe Biden has paraded out there, and, and and he probably did as well. He says he's done a long time with a press conference, but it was marathon, two hours. And, you know, one of the reports at the end said, thank you for standing the whole time. I mean, that, that that's like embarrassing to even say it, right? He's the president of the United States. Of course, he should be able to stand for two hours, right? Um, unless he was, you know, FDR or something. But um, anyway, um, while he was laboring through the press conference yesterday, Joe Manchin was on the floor of the Senate giving the last and final speech and dagger to changing uh, the filibuster rule. And so... Um, People should be very happy. You should be very thankful this morning that two common sense Democrats in Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema decided um, that they were not going to change year, years of history, years of precedent, and they weren't going to structurally try to change how the republic functions by eliminating the filibuster which would have allowed for just simple majority rule in the Senate. Um, and, and there's reason for that. There's good reason for that. And there's good reason for you to be happy about it and thankful about it because everything else is, is, is flash in the pan. This is critically important. Um, you know, and, and it's not like, <clears throat> the filibuster has been around for a long time. Uh, early 1800s, 1837, I think, was the first, first time the filibuster was actually employed. The whole purpose of the, think of it this way, the purpose of the filibuster is very similar to the purpose of the Electoral College. The Founding Fathers had the absolute wisdom to understand that we don't want mob rule in the country. Mob rule being, if all the population centers are on the East, well, at the time they were all on the East Coast, now you look at the country, how it's spread out, East Coast, West Coast, I mean, there's a lot in the middle, of course. But if only the people that, that had the majority of the votes, their part of the country, could control what was happening, then the rest of the country was, was basically not needed for thought, for opinion, for vote, for, for viewpoint, for perspective. And that's what they wanted to avoid. That's why the Electoral College is so brilliant. It eliminates mob rule. And the same thing is true with the filibuster. That's why we need, and it wasn't always 60 votes, by the way. It used to be 67 votes. They changed it and dropped it down to 60 votes, but it's been secure at 60, 60 votes for a long time. You don't, want the, you don't want one person changing the direction of the nation on a, on a 51 majority. You just don't want that. Or a 51 tiebreaker if it's tied 50-50 in the president of the Senate. In this case, Kamala Harris um, uh, cast the deciding vote. You don't want that. And and guess what? Neither did Chuck Schumer because someone found and posted a speech from two years ago when Schumer was blasting anybody that wanted to change the rules of the Senate eliminate the filibuster. See, it only depends on who's in power. And and Manchin and, and Cinema. I don't know what kind of people they are. I, I guess they're fine people. But at least they have the presence of mind to know, hey, at some point in time, my friends, the Republicans are going to be in control again. And that will be bad for the Democrats if they have mob rule in the Senate. So I, I just feel like we have so much to be grateful for this morning. Because what this does is it, it kills, thank God, it kills the voter fraud expansion bill.
Don't don't get caught up into the hysteria of calling it a voter's rights bill. There's plenty of voter rights. Everybody has the right to vote in this country. You have the right to vote early. You have the right vote the right to vote absentee. You can vote on election day. If you're a Democrat, you vote early and often. <laughs> oh gosh. So I mean, I, this, this, I I could not be happier. I could not be happier that we finally put at least for now. I'm sure it'll come back around. It'll rear its ugly, ugly head again. But at least for now, and hopefully through the balance of this year to the election, we we have kept in place a, a, a longstanding tradition in the Senate that maybe should have been written in the Constitution in the first place. And, you know, you can't think of everything. You know, there's unintended consequences. And, and I think on balance, the founders did a did a good job with the founding, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and uh what what we what we live by what we govern by but um stop calling it voter rights it's not voter it's voter fraud ex, voter fraud expansion is what it is 800-966-9842-860-522-9842 i always have felt this way why can't you just vote on election day what is so hard about that a little coffee here hold on a second ah, thank you uh, what's wrong with voting on election day? And if you're out of town, you're out of state, you you, you get an absentee. I voted one time. I missed one election. Not no, I haven't missed any elections. But I I, I didn't vote in one election several years ago because I was out. Of, I was going to be out of state. Already predetermined, couldn't change it. I got an absentee ballot. I voted by absentee ballot one time in my entire life. And all the rest of the times, I got in line, rain, cold, whatever. I got in line and I waited to vote to cast my ballot. Why can't that be the law of the land? I know states have a right to control elections. You can't universally just dictate that federally. I understand. Do you agree or disagree? People ought to vote on election day. That's it. It's plain and simple. Polls open at 6, they close at 8. Figure it out. Everybody figures out how to do what they want when it's important, right? If you Oh, the new, the new iPhone's coming out. People's thinking stand in line for hours waiting to buy a new iPhone. Now everything's electronic, so every every you know orders it through whatever. Um, but the reason that you know they, they don't want voter IDs, they don't want that. They they want massive mail-in balloting. Why? Because it it, it expands the possibility to commit fraud. Don't don't think it for any other reason. There's no reason they have to have mail-in ballots at that number. You have the absentee ballot that you should request. It shouldn't be mailed to you. You should go and say, or mail in, or go online, or I want to get an absentee ballot. Here's here's my thing. You ought to have an ID. It's not that crazy. You need an ID for all sorts of things in life. Why wouldn't you need it for the greatest responsibility you have as an American citizen? Oh, unless you want to vote and you're not an American citizen, then you can use uh, a, an illegal alien driver's license. <sighs> does, does anyone share the frustration that I share with this whole voting thing? To, to, to manipulate and, and, you know, again, the language, they control the language all the time. 
And the language is, oh, voters' rights bill, voters' rights. It's not voters' rights. People have rights now. There's no right, restriction of rights now for voting. Eight hundred nine six six nine eight four two eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. This is a story. Now, this I, I didn't have time to get a hold of Jazz, but Jazz wrote this yesterday. New York COVID cases down seventy five percent in two weeks? Question mark. This this is uh, over the entire state. This is and Jazz lives in upstate New York. He's up there over the entire state. COVID cases have dropped by a shocking 75% in the last two weeks. This led Eric Adams, the new mayor of Gotham, <laughs> to take a victory lap during his first press conference saying that the city's moving in the right direction. Well, he had nothing to do with it. But uh, here in Connecticut, my friends, COVID is declining. And it was, I remember I said this last week, Dr. Ulysses Wu, Hartford Healthcare, said last week he believed COVID cases would peak this weekend which brought out a response by others. Oh, no, 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 no. It's going to be five or six weeks. Well, apparently not because we're in decline. Hospitalizations are down. Cases are down. Mm-hmm. It's so far down in the UK. Holy mother of the Say God save the queen. It's so down in the UK. Now, again, some would say this is political because of the problems Boris Johnson's having. But they're lifting all restrictions in the UK. It's peaked. They're not requiring passports, uh, vaccine passports. That's stopping. No more mandates on indoor masks. That's stopping. Mm-hmm. January 27th, that's stopping. So, I mean, it's a week away. But still, but still. Other places doing the same thing. What's Biden want to do? Biden wants to wear more masks. Connecticut, what are we going to do? More masks. I've got a story that's percolating right now. I'm trying to f- get more information about it, about hockey in Wallingford. Wallingford's been hot the last couple of days. They had a big fight last night uh, in the town council. They had a one of the Democrat council people resign for whatever reason. I don't know who it is. I don't know the person. I know who it is. I don't know the person, though. I don't know them personally. And so uh, the charter is that Democrats get to put up another candidate to replace the person that resigned. It's a minority position because more Republicans than Democrats. And the person the Democrats put up, their Republicans voted voted them down. I thought was, I, I watched the video of it. I thought it could be rioting at the town hall in Wallingford. We need a little 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 spice once in a while down there. They voted somebody else in. So this is this is, now now there's this story about hockey. I think it, I I want to be careful because I don't want to misquote the story. But hockey in Wallingford, if if you're if you're if you're if you're Son and daughter, or whatever plays on hockey, they can't. You can't. Other than close relatives, you can't. Students can't go to the game. Well, I hate to tell you, but if you look at any football stadium this weekend or last weekend, yeah, it wasn't too many empty seats or masks. And I think the ratings were tremendous. The wild card games had like some stupid like thirty million people watched the ratings for wild card games. So they were stadiums were packed. Beer was being sold, hot dogs were being sold, probably some hot chocolate, and 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 the TV ratings were crazy. So apparently people who like NFL believe COVID is not as much of a threat as Dr. Fauci believes. 
All right, let's take a break. A couple commercials. We'll come back, start taking some calls. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Can have one guest today, one scheduled guest. I'll tell you about after the break. Stay tuned, 10.05 today. And then your calls the entire way, uh, open phone lines the entire show. We'll come back to calls when we return right here at WTIC News Talk 1080. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm not a gambler, and so uh, I don't I don't bet. You know I don't do that. It's, it's no big deal. I mean, if you do, I don't I don't criticize you. It's just I just don't. But I love I love when Todd's doing those commercials, and he goes, "Producer Anthony," and Anthony gives his his picks on stuff. And I love the the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. pick because what a great last late season pickup for. The Rams. I'm a Rams fan, so uh, he's already made the difference in a couple games. So I'm really excited about that. All right, let's go to the calls. 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Jim from Glastonbury, welcome to the show. Thanks for holding. Good morning, and thank you for taking my call. So some of the points you made about the the filibuster rule, um, it's funny how you end up with the hypocrisy in government. That's actually my, my biggest issue with politicians, where... There's no tracking of their records, and it, it seems that, from my experience, people who tend to vote conservative Republican lines know more about the backgrounds of the people they're voting for, where people that vote for Democrats tend to vote for the last thing that came out of the person's mouth. I wouldn't and disagree. I, <laughs> and I don't know how do we... You don't. How do we educate the population? How do we train the population? Most people listening to this radio station, I'm, I'm going to say 95% of the people listening to this radio station, they, they're going to vote Republican. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to vote for the policy of the individual, not necessarily the party line. Right. People that don't listen to this, that are following the other side, how do we reach them? How, how do we get them to understand? Um, when you mm. look at uh, gay marriage... How, you know, uh, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, Joe Biden, they all, they all flip-flap depending on the sign of the times. It, it's like all of these people, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, were all for border protection when, when Bill Clinton was in office. They were all for securing the country. Now they're on the polar opposite side of it. How, do you, how does your core so let, character let me ask you, Jim. I mean, you raised an incredibly important point. Why is there such a vast difference with how Republicans see things and how Democrats see things? I haven't taken it, but I want to hear yours. Why do, we, why do the two, two groups see things so vastly differently? Well, I, I think it's because people that tend to have conservative values tend, tend to depend more on, on self-reliance and making your own decisions. I agree. And, and I think that the way the, the whole country has shifted is that there's, there's a huge portion of our population where people are afraid. They think that the world is a big evil place and that if COVID doesn't kill them, some redneck NRA member with a gun is going to do it. And, and they need to hide under that blanket of government that's going to keep you warm and safe. Hide under the blanket or eliminate the redneck NRA guy. You know, well, send him to a gulag. The that, yeah, that's the path they're trying to take yeah. now. Is that if 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 what you enjoy offends me, whether it hurts me or not, if it offends me, it needs to go away. So, I, I agree with all you're saying. Let me just give you a quick quick take. I think Republicans generally, 
and it's always diff- difficult to make general statements. I think Republicans generally, two things separate from Democrats. Number one, they absolutely are more uh, believing of self-reliance. They, I think they, they, they have a greater respect and a greater love for the individual freedom, where Democrats are more like the Borg. It's the collective. You know, what's good for the, oh, it's good for everybody. Just do it. It's good. It's, it's good for the common good. It's good for the general good, right? Uh, the other thing is, I think, and this is a big thing that people, I think, a lot of times overlook. I think generally, again, difficult statement, generally Republicans have a, have a stronger view of clarity when it comes to right, wrong, and moral absolutes. And Democrats are more pragmatic in sense, or pragmatists, whatever, whatever it takes to win. And so we don't believe as much, as, in Democrats, we don't believe as much that there's moral absolutes. We don't believe there's right and wrongs. We, we believe the... Uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the means justify the end or the ends justify the means. So I think those are the two major things that are different. I mean, we live in a country, Jim, where 54% of people live paycheck to paycheck. These are microwave people. They live for the moment. They're not planning. They have no life insurance. They don't have retirement plans. So naturally, to your, to your earlier point, they're going to go for whatever they hear most recently, whatever they see on their phone. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'll go that way. Or whatever Biden says, I'll go that way. AOC says, I'll go that way. They don't, they don't take the time to research. There's no critical thinking. There's a, there's a void of common sense. All those things are true. What you said are true, and, and I think that's really the biggest difference. How do we, get, how do we change it? I don't know that you can. I don't know that well, you can. Well, I know, you know Bob Stefanowski announced that, that he's running for governor, and I think right. that's great. I think the fact that Bob has stayed active and he's really made a name for himself since mm-hmm. the last election. He came out of nowhere. No one knew who he yeah. was. There were yeah. campaign, campaign issues. I, I, I think he's got a, a really solid platform to stand on. But traditionally, Republicans, I'm not saying you've got to play in the dirt, <laughs> but you've got to be willing to, to go a little further than – we're going to push on this until there's any resistance, and then we're just going to step back and let whatever happens, happens. Right, right. Well, you're seeing that, though, in town committees all over the state, particularly in Greenwich. You're seeing, seeing this, this, uh, this undercurrent of conservative Republicans starting to speak out and trying to take over town committees. It's bubbling up around the state. I think it's a good sign. I think it's a good sign. Some would say it's just common sense. People want to, some would say, oh, it's, it's, it's being empowered by Trump. I don't, I don't know what the reason is. But I think it's a good sign that you're starting to see Republicans really gathering together, organizing, a big Democrat term, and starting to try to take over town committees. And I think that's good. I think that's what needs to happen. But, Jim, I really appreciate your points and your call. Thank you so much for holding. Let's go to Newington and Vivian. Hi, Vivian. Hi. How are you? I just want to uh, tell you something. I called Senator, uh, Congressman Larson after he voted for the voting rights. And uh, so they hang up on me in Hartford. But I called hung up on Washington, you. Washington, D.C. and I said, listen, I have a booster shot. Before I get a booster shot, I have to ask me the information. I have to give my Medicare, my Connecticut care, my doctor name, my doctor telephone number, my last social security, and my license. And that more than one vote would know <laughs> I'm the vacation. Right, I right. said, this is just outrageous. This is just me. And if people voting, they, they involve a whole country, for goodness sake. You know, Vivian, that I mean, you make great points. Here we are. We got to give identification to get a booster shot. Exactly. And 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 voting, it doesn't matter. Just come on in. You're illegal. It yeah. doesn't matter. Don't worry about your status. Don't worry about if you're a criminal. I mean, I, I great call, Vivian. You make you make an outstanding disgusting. point. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling, and thank you for 
holding on. I appreciate that. 800-966-9842. By the way, just uh, just as a point of clarity here, Israel came out with another study. Now, Israel does a lot of studies, it seems. Israel came out with a study. The fourth shot, really? Fourth COVID shot in a year? The fourth shot of COVID is not effective against Omicron. The fourth, what are you going to get, 10 shots a year? How many shots are we going to get here? I heard a propaganda commercial earlier talking about, oh, the vaccine is the most prevention against COVID. No, it's not. No, it's not. Apparently not, because everybody's. a lot of people are getting reinfected. Now, if you want to say the vaccine is a, uh, is an effective therapeutic, it cuts down illness, it may prevent death. Okay, fine, that. But don't tell me it's the best prevention against COVID. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand on natural immunity, probably better and more effective than vaccine against prevention of COVID, reinfection. Let's go to Tom in Farmington. Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. I hope you're well and your family's doing well. Me too. If I may make just two quick things. One is I don't understand why we are having snow days today when we could be <laughs> teaching kids remote learning. That should not be I said the same thing. What is this? Yeah. Is the the knowest, This is the, the, the biggest nothing burger snow event of the year. What are we closing everything down for? I agree, 100%. Yep. It should be no more snow days. Second of all, <laughs> if the person who's going to be running for governor on the Republican side really wants to have a chance. He or she needs to, first of all, be going to every minority pastor and asking if they can speak at their, at their churches. And you need to start getting some of the votes out of the, out of the inner city. Also, very disappointed in um, the person who announced yesterday where he announced he should have announced in front of the school in Hartford where that young boy died. Mm. And say, yeah. look, John Larson represents this district and has not said one word about this. The governor has not said one word. And what's going on right now, and we all know where this, where this problem is coming from. This is a kitchen sink issue right yes. now. It will affect every parent in the, um, in the state. They're all worried about fentanyl coming to their schools. Yes. And he needed to go right there and make, it a, make the issue a Republican issue right now, saying, look, we know how to stop this. It's closing the southern border. We know where it's coming from. It's coming from China. And you've got uh, Representative Larson not doing a thing, the governor not speaking, and we don't have our two senators not speaking about it. I am here going to be here to work to save, to save your kids from this problem. You can't always make the right decisions, but I agree with you. I think um, calling a press conference at that school, all the media there, Mm-hmm. Making the announcement in a in a in a large fashion would have been helpful, but again, I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. We all wish well, you know these things. He's we now wish we a seasoned politician, and if he's not going to work hard for this, he's not going to go to the inner cities and work for at least. You don't need to take ten percent. It's two more percentage points. Right, it, it's a matter of single digits. You're hundred percent right. But let and me just say this: I think he is going to work hard. And I think he is going to pay more attention to the inner city. So I think he's listening. And and, and you know what? You contact him. Go to his website and 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 give your give your opinion because he will listen. He's not going he to is, listen to me. You know, he might. I'm telling you. I think I think he learned a lesson from the last election that you've got to you've got to have a a, a, a a much more open ear to to thoughts that people have. I honestly well, believe that, and I would encourage you to program. do that. It would it'd be let's, good, Pastor. Let's see if he's listening to your program, and let's see if he takes 
your and my advice about going to that school and holding a press conference today or tomorrow. Okay. You know, well, the next couple well, of days. Well, certainly, right. um, certainly yeah. hope that that happens. Thank you. Let's go to uh, John in Wethersfield. Hello, John. John, are you there? Hello, John. Matt, John, we'll come back. Let's go to uh, Dave in Manchester. Hello, Dave. Hey, how are you today? I am doing well. Thank you. Better than I deserve. Amen. Same here. Hey, um, I agree with a lot with what the last caller said. Um, and in regards to uh, Bob Stefanowski running again, I don't think he's the right guy. I think we need a new face in the Republican Party. Um, last time when he was running against uh, Ned Lamont, he made a, a point to wage war against the union. You remember when the, uh, the Janus decision came out? Mm-hmm. And he uh, went public and said, we're going to bust the unions. We're going against the unions. Now, I was a steward in a, a pretty significantly large union shop, and we had a bunch of people there that were ready to vote Republican because they were sick of the last governor. And then when this came out, all the unions went against Stefanowski. Yeah. And all these guys flipped their votes. Now, Republicans don't know how to campaign. You know, I was just going to say, honestly, you know, you know who the best yeah. Republican campaigner ever is? What's that? People will be mad I'm going to say this, but I just know it's true because of what he did. John Rowland. John Rowland knew how to campaign. John oh, Rowland knew did. how to campaign. He knew how to hold, hold events. He knew how to get media attention from all that stuff. And 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 Bob would be wise to hire John <laughs> to to help promote his uh, his his events. I'm telling you. I just know that I've been a part of those campaign efforts by the by the unions. Yeah. And when you have a room of a hundred people, and that's only one of many 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 calling their base to get the vote out and to saying this is what our candidate is standing up for. You know, Republicans don't know how to do that. I, I, I agree. I've, it's always, I've, I've said that for years. And we don't we don't campaign well. Lost, and Stefanowski lost the election. Lamont didn't win. Stefanowski right. lost. Right, you're right. I, as close as it was, and I don't think that that's a misstep that I don't think you'll ever, you'll ever see repeated again. I, I again, I think I think Bob learned a lot first time around. I hope so. But he's I a much his, better his candidate face, this time. His face is ruined now with those marginal voters in union shops. Well, can he win? Can he win you guys back? I don't know. I'm I'm a Republican, you know. So I'm saying, can but, he can he win but, rank and file back? If that if if what you're saying is true, and I, I don't I don't know how, what percentage is true, but if if he if but he offended rank and file by doing it, can he win him back? And how can he win him back? That's what we need to know. He's got a, he's got. I think if anything's possible, but he's got to come out in support of the working person. Mm-hmm. All right, I I broke my neck at work, and I had a hazardous duty job. My life was forever changed, and he needs to realize that. When he talks about busting a union, what, what rank and file is hearing is, wow, what I bled for, he wants to take away. Right, right. And you know what? Sometimes what you hear isn't really what the person said. And, right, and, that's and, what and, you I, and I know from, I, again, I don't know this, but I, my, my sense is because I know the person, he wants, he wants, to, he wants to break the stranglehold that the union leadership has over rank and file when it comes to voting because there's a lot of republican union members yeah but if you listen to union leaders everybody's democrat and we know that's not true Uh, oh yeah i i'm i'm sure but you're you're living you're a living example of it so exactly i'm a conservative always have been um i had a brief stint when i was younger as a democrat you yeah. know, I bought well, that's, into the that's whole. Common. Uh, that's common, right? 
but you know what? My my personal beliefs don't allow me to be a Democrat. Well, when, so, when, when you're younger and you don't have as much wisdom, you tend to be a Democrat. But You don't. Anyway, but Dave, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate worker. your call. We, call. Call Bob. Email him. Let him know. you got, you got to work on the unions. Let, let him know this stuff. It's all important. Let's go to John in Wethersfield. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Will. How are you doing? Doing well. Hey, I, uh, I called you a couple of months ago when uh, Ray Dunaway uh, uh, announced that he was retiring, and I said you should put in your resume. I'm really glad you got this two-hour gig, but I really wish you'd take that morning show because Brian's Oh, no, that. Brian's doing great. And I can't I, – it, it'd be impossible. I, I don't I, – physically scheduling, impossible. That's why I'm no, so I, I grateful for this two-hour yeah. I mean, yeah. two thing. So, anyways, with that being said, um, yeah. let's, let's do some role-playing. Let's pretend that you're um, – I'm in high school and you're a teacher. Yeah. Now, the way that the uh, filibuster rules go, because it seems like you uh, know this more than I do. So, it was the founding fathers who uh, put in the uh, filibuster, correct? I'm sorry? You said that was the uh, founding fathers that put in. Well, the I mean, it came, came later. It came after the Constitution, but it, I mean, it was after? early. Okay. It was early in the country's history. Yes. Okay. So, uh, all right, well, let me ask you this: Do you? Am I the only one that finds the irony? And it seems like no one else has brought this up. The fact that it takes sixty percent to vote pass after a filibuster, but yet it only takes fifty percent to abolish the filibuster. Am I the only one that sees the irony in that? <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, honestly, I hadn't even thought of that. It used to be 67 votes, and they dropped it to 60. But you're right. I mean, take 60 to to move it forward, but it only takes 51 to blow it up. I don't know. Maybe maybe there needs to be a, a, a constitutional so change. Now that you change, said that it wasn't the founding fathers, it makes sense, because I was about to, for the first time in my life, one of the very first times, <laughs> to find something bad that the founding fathers did, because I really can't find too much. But I'm glad it wasn't that. Well, again, it's not a it's not a constitutional. It's a it's a Senate rule. It's not a constitutional okay. issue. But they they recognized the flaw early because of the fact they didn't want mob rule. They didn't want 51 exactly. people making. So it, it's not really a constitutional it's issue. A it's a democratic representative. It's not. You know, it's not a majority rule. Never exactly. Will. Exactly. John, thank, thank you. you. That's a great point, John. Well, wow, you guys are you guys are so smart. I, 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 let's go to St. Louis, George. Welcome to the show. Hi, Pastor Will. The uh, the voting rights bill, uh, trying to uh, give uh, uh, a a a, um, a, a well, uh, or rather getting giving statehood to D.C. and Puerto Rico, and then stacking the Supreme Court. All this is to solidify the rotten criminal government that's that's in place right now. Yeah. But you know. Uh, Biden's speech last night. That's why I called. <clears throat> he he does not think that that he he's the cause of inflation. That the government's the excessive government spending is not the cause of inflation. Well, he has to stop blaming supply supply chain on inflation. They're two separate things. He's he's conflating those issues. Supply chain has nothing to do with inflation except that it, it reduces the supply. But inflation was already already climbing before supply chain started happening like this. But he you needs know, to and, stop connecting ca- those two issues. In case Biden and Democrats don't understand this, if you're on the Titanic and you've hit the iceberg, you're sinking. Uh, you know, uh, to charge more, you know, a higher price for your your cruise fee. Because it's going to take longer to get to New York is is is, is not the objective here. 
Right, exactly. George, i got to let you go for news. Thank you so much for calling. All right, we come back, 10.05. Themis Claritus will be our guest, the voice of Clarity. And we'll talk about Connecticut. We'll talk about uh, future and plans, and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. So stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 